Now, I don't want to freak you out or anything, but did you know that oxygen levels can change from day to day? I had my suspicions. Even here at what, 14,000? I started to say 14,000 square feet above sea level, but that's not First of it. all, it's not 14,000. It's not Second. square feet. <laughs> this is going to be a great podcast. That comes from a lack of oxygen. All right. See? Okay. We're setting everyone up to know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If today doesn't make any sense. Well, you pointed it out, actually. Oh, my that, goodness. You know, we, there's not a lot of air up here. <laughs> well, I was noticing that some days um, it feels fantastic and I have all this energy and then other mornings, it's it's as if I've been drugged. I mean, I just can barely lift my head. And, if, um, and especially, are you talking about when I find you sleeping halfway inside the door? <laughs> Belly crawling <laughs> to the refrigerator. No. Well, but it was interesting. I did Google it, and it, and it said it, especially at high elevations, that when barometric pressure changes, that the oxygen saturation is lower. Then that, does that help? Knowing that, I think so because you're in the back of yeah, your mind. You're sort I of like, "Am right. I, am I just uh, lazy?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's concerning. That's what it is. Okay, well, <laughs> am I just a loser? <laughs> no. Hey, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? I've I've already been thinking about that. What huh? dinner? What, yeah, what what are we doing for dinner? <laughs> We just had our breakfast toast. Maybe You're it's too soon. already thinking about dinner. But the reason I'm asking is, why don't we ask those two who work at the, the fossil store to, oh, to, go out to, to meet dinner? us for dinner? Yeah. That would be fun. They mentioned that. that last time we said hello. Well, they've done. They've mentioned it several times. Yeah. Yes, so. we have. Well, and I even yeah. said to her last, last time, I said, let's not be those people that just say, let's get together and never do. Well, we st- we're still those people. <laughs> I know. So let's change that. Okay. <laughs> I like your plan. All right. Check. Off the list. Hey, you know, I've been thinking about higher consciousness. You have, Steve? No way. Yeah. <laughs> I have, <laughs> actually. And here, Now, here's did, did your higher self think about higher consciousness? <laughs> of or? course. Well, no. Actually, I think that would be the, the lower self. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> You know, needing I love more you. oxygen I thinking love about, you, but about sometimes <laughs> I feel like Alice following the little fluffy tail down the rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, there's plenty of room in here. Yeah, nice and cozy. But no, seriously, okay, here's the deal perspective changes with higher consciousness. Yes. It just does, right? It just does. I mean, and this is sort of a continuation. I think the reason I was thinking so much about it this morning is because of yesterday's podcast and an email that we received. Yes. And which I don't have in front of me, but that's okay. I don't either. Um, I turned my phone off. She will know who who she is and we can kind of discuss. Oh, wait. Uh, Her name was... Is. Is. (laughs) It's still her name. (laughs) Is Amber. 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 Yes. Got your email. So, I mean. I love the question. Great question. And we need, now you see, we've set it up and we need to let our listeners know what her question is. The the gist of it is is that she was, um, she started a a department, a pretty big department at work and she spearheaded that. Um, And then when there was time to promote someone to the head of that department, they passed her over. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only did they pass her over, but her superior uh, started taking her work and and presenting it as her own. Um, So she seemed very knowledgeable about this department Mm -hmm. and, you know, lots of basically her work's being pilfered. And a little disturbed because she's being passed over in in ways that she doesn't feel like or think that she needs to be. So let's talk about perspective for just a moment. So, I mean, you begin to see the world differently 
from a higher perspective, from a mm. uh, higher consciousness. And I don't mean just a little different because it is vastly different. Different in so many ways. The way people interact, the way that they respond to one another, you begin to see that differently. Yes. And you'll notice how the, the meaning of most things in life, including what you do for a living, the people that you work with, that you work for, all of that changes. And it's not that the daily affairs of human beings are not important. It's not that the way that they are interacting with each other is not important. And it's not that when someone is seemingly mistreating you or passing you over for advancement or whatever it is, it's not that those things don't matter because they are important, but there is a different meaning behind the importance of existence. There's yes. a different meaning to what you used to think about things. Well, there's something so radical about certain things in life that push your buttons because you can be so enlightened and you've been doing this for a long time and you're you're, you are living awakened and then all of a sudden you find yourself you know pulling rolling your sleeves up and taking your earrings off right (laughs) like (laughs) there's going to be a cat fight (laughs) or dog fight either way but but really it's an interesting i i have found this so interesting in life how you you really have you know you've achieved high levels of of enlightenment and yet there really are so many crazy things in life that can surprise you. And I think that's probably when these things are the most difficult is it sort of, it seems to come out of nowhere. Um, so it can, it can push you off your course. So operating in this world from a transcendent point of perspective, a higher, uh, place of being enlightened and, and awake, not woke, but awakened to the higher perspective. Yeah. Yes. It, it, it does require, maintenance it requires putting in the work and the time mm. the meditative time and working on your higher perspective from journaling that's a great word so let's let me just talk for a minute about kinetic believers we we do this all the time but not really in the the way of defining what it means to be a kb mm. a kinetic believer is someone who adheres to their ability to crowd surf above humanity on waves of light and love one more time. I want it to. I want it to sink in. I'm not sure I can do it the same way. I think you can. You so, just said it. All right. So a KB is somebody who adheres to their ability to crowd surf above humanity on waves of light and love. Mm. A KB relies wow. relies on a uh, stoked furnace of dreams while imagining what they desire to be reality. And they are grateful in all things while speaking the new language of their desire in present tense form. And they show up to receive what they believe because they know it's going to be there. So, and they don't need to be edified, you see, or to feel approved of, regardless of what you do for a living, regardless of what you feel like you should be advanced to or not, or appreciated for or not. Those things, all of a sudden, they don't matter anymore. Because perspective has changed. In other words, a KB becomes an army of one, knowing they have the ability to rearrange the universe, and they know who they are and whose they are. So they weld their creative authority and dominion without fear. And you'll know them when you meet them. You, on the street, I mean, if, if you know what a KB is, 
but KBs know KBs when we meet each other because their moniker is abundant joy and optimistic happiness. Perspective has changed. And that does form an instant bond. Anytime that we have had the pleasure of meeting other kinetic believers, the, the theme everyone always keeps saying is, I feel like I've known you forever. Right. I just feel like this relationship yeah. has been established from you know the the dawn of time because there is an eternal there's an eternal essence to purity mm-hmm. to the authentic and so you do feel like you've known that thing that is authentic forever wow. and you're you're not looking at someone through smoke and, and mirrors so an enlightened person has awakened out of the deep sleeping ego understanding has increased and it's it's advanced beyond really experiential knowledge, mm-hmm. beyond the, the knee-jerk reaction to life that we were raised and steeped in. Yeah. And so a kinetic believer no longer looks upon the world as just this lost and horrible, decaying thing that's being um, uh, demonstrated through the news and, the, and all of the, the gossip, but as, as something actually that's quite perfect. And actually something that is glorious, which is evolving to this most beautiful completeness. And this really does, uh, it dovetails so perfectly with yesterday's podcast, because we talked so much about the importance of being observers of, of life, of others, of, of their lives. Mm-hmm. And, and I love how you're overlaying that with this, because it, it just gives us even more um, understanding of, of how that works in, in a day in, day out way, because we can say, oh, you need to be an observer. Well, okay, let's, let's apply it to something super practical. You know, someone is seemingly slighting you or uh, you know, causing, trying to cause you some sort of uh, negative harm or something. And so being able to observe them and, and being really having a, an identity of set apart, mm-hmm. being, right. being set apart and coming, you know, sort of out from among the, the unawakened. And that's, yes, because that's it, Maggie, the day-to-day challenge while working in the office and being passed over for advancement or while driving around or working with other people in any capacity. The day-to-day challenge is to see humanity as it really is and not as some lost and accursed thing, Mm. but as perfect. In the wow. way that it is while advancing to become complete. Yeah. It is as it should be. Yeah. Not because it's, it, it's broken in ways, but the brokenness is an example of how it needs to be while it's being fixed. And so you yeah. accept it as an observer for those mm-hmm. things that it are. Well, that, that's really, that it is. Yes, and that's so beautiful because being able to observe things and accept them in their evolutionary process... Um, it's so beautiful. I mean, otherwise we're walking around just so mad at babies. Right. We're doing things <laughs> that, that babies baby. do. Look at that darn baby. But that's what babies do. <laughs> that's what they do. And so you observe the baby yeah. doing baby things. Which right. instantly makes you think of your time as a baby. Yes. You know, isn't it funny how... <laughs> when, and and, and still, you, in many ways, you're still yeah. a baby. Well, and I think it's so funny how, how human it is to, you know, as soon as you figure something out in life, you know, you just can't believe everyone else hasn't, even though you didn't know that a week ago. And there's still <laughs> much that you don't know that somebody else knows. Exactly. So you're still stumbling around acting quite the fool mm. when you're really not. And you're just where you need to be while you are gestating to become something more. Love it. So an enlightened person, and that's what we're talking about here, is someone that just realizes that, you know what, there are no bad or evil people. 
There aren't any. That's quite the statement. I because, mean, well, there are people that are misaligned with bad energy, mm. but the people are not bad. All wow. human beings are capacitors capable of being infilled with the quantifiable substances of life or death, good or bad. The positive substance attracts more life and the negative substance decay and death. But neither are the, the thing. In wow. other words, Im imagine an engine on a train track and it's pulling a heavy train down the track and it's perfect after its kind and it's aligned on the track. And the power of diesel fuel, which drives it, it's performing in a manner that is good as well. But then let a broken track derail the engine over into a ditch. And the engine doesn't all of a sudden become bad or evil because it's over there in the ditch. No, it's a perfectly good engine. It's just off of the track. It's a, uh, the power of the diesel that, that's drive, that drove it over into the ditch and wrecked it. It's not evil. It's still perfectly good source of power. So whatever is misaligned in an incomplete way is not evil. The guy that's passing you over for advancement is not bad. There are no evil people. There are perfectly good people who are off the track, but they don't need condemnation or punishment no more than you do. They only need to get on the rails again. People who are undeveloped, or incomplete often appear as mean or evil or bad because of the way that the collective, the unawakened, has trained itself to identify those who are off of the track. And they'll say things like, well, that's a bad person. Well, no, it's not. They only need to get on the rails again. And that's, that's proper perspective for someone yeah. that has transcended the ego. Wow. You can take um, the root of a plant that's going to produce a rose. Mm -hmm. And you just look at the root and you think, well, that's, uh, that's rather unsightly. And you might even look at it with some disgust. And, but how foolish would it be to condemn the root for its appearance when we know the rose is within it? Mm -hmm. The root is perfect after its kind. It's a perfect but incomplete rose. Well, in exactly the same way, when you've transcended the ego, you see, it changes perspective on the entire planet, on people. You learn to see people, no matter how awkward and how unlovely the outward manifestation may appear to be. You see another person as perfect in the stage, their stage of being in this moment, because they are becoming complete. Mm -hmm. You see, they are advancing toward perfected completion, and all is well. Wow. Well, and, and I, um, as I consider Amber's predicament in her question, um, it, it's almost twofold because you have your perspective on this person, this situation, um, but then you have what's going on within you. And so I, f I feel like we've achieved this amazing understanding of how to, how to approach these situations. Um, and then as I'm just, again, empathizing with her question, I'm, I'm, my next question is, okay, I'm doing that. Yes, I got it. Check. Now, what do I do with the desire for recognition for really hard work? Well, the first thing, well, anytime there's a strong desire for recognition, you're, you're back in ego. 
and you're seeking to be validated. The ego needs to be recognized in order to survive. And so the work that needs to be done is to, again, uh, evolve to the place of changing perspective to where you no longer need recognition. When recognition comes, and it will, you're being, we're being recognized at all times. Even if you are seemingly being passed over, you have to be recognized to be passed over. Mm-hmm. So perspective changes the, the um, desire, I would say. Because once we awaken to this higher perspective and we ascend to this higher point of view, we no longer have to work at these things anymore. We don't even crave that kind of attention anymore. I don't need that. The need for it has has dissipated. And soon you'll just lose every desire to find, likewise, fault with other people, fault with those that you work with, fault with the guy that's passing you over, or to even judge them or to criticize them or to even condemn them. Now, you'll want to give them plenty of room now to do what it is that they must do so that you're not harmed by it. Give them a lot of room to operate in. Mm-hmm. And because in the same way when an, when yeah. an unridden horse is being broken, like my little pony needed to be. Actually, I don't remember Duchess needing to be broken, but maybe she did. Anyway, <laughs> when an unridden... You probably just didn't notice because you were... <laughs> 12. <laughs> 11. 11. <laughs> but when an unridden horse is being broken, it's perfect after its kind. Mm. While bucking and kicking and biting, it's moving toward perfected completion. But as a cowboy, I want to give it plenty of room so I don't get kicked. Yeah. So I'm going to stay out of the way. But it, admire the horse for what it is, where it is, while it is in the corral or being corralled into becoming the, the perfected completion. And so those who are in higher consciousness no longer work like those trying to save lost souls, right? Mm. But exist like those who are counted among the angels, working out the completion of a glorious heaven. Well, in this concept of giving someone or something room is, I feel as though that's very profound, very profound because... As a kinetic believer, that means we're probably high energy people. <laughs> we're going after it. Yes. We're thinking a lot. We're analyzing mm-hmm. a lot. We're observing a lot. And I think with those personality types also comes the desire to fix, to engage, to, you know, I'm aggressive. I will make this work. I'm going to make this happen. I can, I'm a manifesting machine. And so reeling ourselves in and, and giving that space to someone or something to, to either dissipate or become what it needs to be so that it doesn't affect us anymore. That is very profound because all of this is also happening in an arena that is created completely on, um, you know, your raises, your, the money that you're making, the position that you're in is based on recognition. They set it up that way um, for the most part. And so I just, again, that's a very profound um, action that we can take. Well, and if you're not moved by the negative response of someone else, you're the high intensity, the high energetic level of performance of unconditional love at work cannot be ignored. Mm. And so in the case of 
uh, Amber. Yep, yep. And, and if she were to respond in a way that's not predictable by the egos around her, and her response is, I'm going to assist the person that got this advancement. I'm going to be there early and leave late. I'm going to drive this program to where it becomes the stellar thing, driving the, the energy of this company in a positive way. That cannot be wow. ignored by even the ego. And that unconditional love of posturing yourself for a high level of performance mm-hmm. will not be predictable by the ego. And it will be astounding to those that she works with to the extent that not only will they probably, because nothing stays the same, they'll probably circle back and say, for she's a jolly good fellow and raise her up onto the shoulders, but at that touch, she won't care. It won't matter to her because she's got a higher perspective on her life, on performance, on the the reasons she's even showing up to be entertained by the, the, the labor of her creativity. Well, you know, the way that you just described that scene in that setting, it's really cool because the visual of it, it made it so clear that that is void of manipulation. So it's getting rid of this desire of what can I do to make this person fill in the blank? Mm -hmm. And it replaces it with, I'm just going to raise my frequency. I'm going to, I'm going to perfect my frequency of work ethic and unconditional love to the point where that same equal part has to be attracted to me. You know, I'm going to trust kinetic belief. I'm going to, I'm going to believe in the process of kinetic belief. Because we're not moved by what we see. We're not moved by yeah. the negative antics of the ego around us. And mm-hmm. we have one gear for performance. Wow. We are all created from spirit and the enlightened see a kingdom. And we live by being focused on the king- kingdom mm-hmm. and the journey of its completed work is present. It is now. It's not off in the future. It's not something we are wishfully thinking would happen for us. It's present and accounted for right now. And so kinetic believers no longer see humanity as a failure because our vision is complete. It's not yet to be fulfilled by advancement, by recognition, by validation. You see, we've got nothing but good words to say. We're grateful in all things because it is all good after all. Life in the corral is, you know, it's it's doing what it needs to do. And those that we work with and those in traffic or in the store, wherever we go, they, they're in the corral running around. They're kicking, they're bucking, and they're biting each other. And that's what they do. It's performing as it should. However, the great and glorious creation of humanity is all advancing toward completeness. And in our association with all others, Amber, this puts us into an expansive and an enlarging perspective of mind. In other words, we see humans as beings with the potentiality of spiritual creatives, all of them. And so we're no longer disappointed by their, their antics. And so we can deal with them and their affairs in an equally magnificent way, but not from within their development, but from without. Wow. But if we operate, however, like, you know, we are trained up to do, if we are all operating from ego, mm-hmm. from right. the unawakened point of view, and we identify with a lost and and this degenerate race of human beings, then <laughs> then we just shrink into the diminishing mind. 
and our dealings with people and, and all of their affairs are going to be in this small and, and toxic way. And it gets to us because we're also operating in the same manner. And, and it's a way of condemnation, of competition. And it's a way in, that's in need of val- validation and approval, all of which comes really from the fear of loss. Wow. The loss of recognition, the loss mm-hmm. of promotion. Right. So I would just say, remember to hold steady to this perspective. See yourself as a great advancing higher being. I mean, write it down and say this often. Say, there is the substance of me of which I am made that is free from any imperfection, free from any weakness, and free from any sickness. Well, and this is such a, you can see it so clearly, this concept of how it's going to change our energy when we focus and we when we apply everything that you're telling us today is going to shift our energy from zero to a hundred. So, you know, it may seem like a small shift, but then all of a sudden you realize when you walk through the door of your workplace, of the family meeting, of the gathering, um, of the group of friends that you were avoiding, when you, when you walk into those situations, your energy is going to be so high and it, and there's a certain demand that you are putting on the universe when you when you show up with these intentions well the high vibrational energetic effect of being excited uh, it, it gets all over you and all over yeah. the people around you it is infectious because look the world is incomplete and that alone is reason for celebration mm. how awful would it be to look around at the people you work with or you're in traffic with or <laughs> you're watching on the news and go well we've arrived oh jeez <laughs> if that's the case, I'm jumping off of the planet. Right. But that's reason to celebrate because it is incomplete. But the creator in my own spirit and consciousness is both perfect and complete. So there's nothing that can be wrong today in this moment or any other day for that matter, but my own personal attitude and my own personal attitude can be wrong only when I deny higher consciousness, when I sleepwalk through the day, when I choose to be offended, when I feel the need to be angry or depressed or afraid. And a really wonderful mantra that I've heard you use many times is, um, no one can take advantage of me because I give the advantage. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think would be very powerful to say in real time. So when someone is, you know, you're literally standing in an office and someone is actively trying to um, put toxic negative energy on you in some capacity, that's a wonderful thing to say to yourself. True, because what they're actually, that is an ego that's trying to control me through condemnation or through judgments. And you know what? I'm a person of no reputation and I've received that. (laughs) Now, it doesn't mean I don't have one, but it means I don't choose to have a reputation Mm. because I am that, therefore I am. And so I now see that I am a a perfect manifestation of creation and not of my own making. Yeah, I've been made from the one that created me. And so I will just sit here and sip from a cup of gladness while journeying on to be complete. A steaming cup of gladness. And my, my, it is so good. And I will trust. I will not be afraid. Well, and and something you just said that stuck out as well, Um, talking about the ego, and and I don't think you said the word baited, but you you alluded to not allowing your ego to be baited. And I think that's really interesting powerful to be again awareness is everything so when we're in these moments and we're in these critical moments of are you going to allow your ego to explode all over the place and run wild or are you going to remain in your awakened state 
and keep your journey going at full speed ahead, um, I think that's a huge thing to be aware of because that is exactly what these are designed to do. They're designed to hook your ego and activate it and pull you in and down. And as long as we're operating on preconceived uh, opinions and ideas that we've not let go of following uh, following an earlier life of being raised by egos. Yeah. And as long as we're operating in that manner, then we are still open to being um, have, receiving launched attacks by other egos to control us and manipulate us through judgments and condemnation and all those things. Well, this is where unconditional love keeps kicking in right. because you yeah. can finally allow yourself to unconditionally love, see people for who they are, but also where they are in their journey. And that autumn, you know, when you, when you start considering someone else's place in their journey, that automatically activates all the compassion you could ever need to, um, you know, do the right thing and observe them in the right way. Well, and this world is such a, it, it really has presented itself as a journey toward what is factual truth? What is eternal truth? And mm. who, if, if, Who's to say that when I see something red, it is the same color that you see when you say that is red? Right. I mean, in answering or trying to get to the answer, the truth of all of those types of questions will reveal so much more beyond uh, the the lower uh, point of view into a higher perspective of things, asking the right questions. For yeah. example, the French philosopher René Descartes wrote in his book, The Principles of Philosophy, which is, by the way, a gold mine of examples of these simple concepts that he turned complex by thought experiments of trying to prove them to be factual. But he described why it is that most people don't doubt much of their understanding of the world when he said that we find it exhausting to think about things that are present to our senses. So our judgments about them are usually based not on present thinking, but on preconceived opinions. And he wrote that, I think, therefore I am. He wrote that. I, he, I think, therefore I am. And is a warning sign to the human collective to be aware of our own biases and to question, question our beliefs so that we can discover the most authentic version of what is true. When we are able to speak of things, not as a matter of wishful thinking, but as a matter of our kinetic, unwavering beliefs in action, we will lose every single sensibility of controlling fears and, and begin to inhabit this development of a great, personal, powerful journey where truly all is well. Mm. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Okay. <laughs> Just say this out loud. Say, I am, therefore I am. I am, therefore I am. I am so different. I'm so different. I am okay. I am okay. <laughs> with being different. <laughs> with being different. <laughs> because that makes me me. Because that makes me me. And worthy of exploration. And worthy of exploration. I am so full of life. I'm so full of life. And fully loved. And fully loved. I am safe. I'm safe. Being who I am. Being who I am. So I fear nothing. So I fear nothing. And you shouldn't either. And you shouldn't either. My presence here on the earth. My presence here on the earth. And especially my purpose. And especially my purpose. To enjoy my observations. To enjoy my observations. Makes me 
different. It makes me different. When I choose to be me. When I choose to be me. My value is not something I need to prove. My value is not something I need to prove. It's just who I am. It's just who I am. And I'm most beautiful. I'm most beautiful. When I'm being authentic. When I'm being authentic. I've made it this far. I've made it this far. And I'm excited to see how far I will go. <laughs> I'm excited to see how far I'm going to go. I measure my success. I measure my success. By how present I am. By how present I am. On my life's best journey. On my life's best journey. My value my, is priceless. My value is priceless. So is yours. And so is yours. And I'm learning to enjoy the journey of and, me. And I'm learning to enjoy the journey of me. And the journey of you. And the journey of you. I am. I am. Therefore I am. Therefore I am. Uh, again, Steve, I just, you get me all worked up and then I need to <laughs> go get all well, this energy you, out. You worked me up, so I'm working you up. Okay. <laughs> working you up. <laughs> oh man, excited to just forge ahead and do today. Um, and thanks for the question, Amber. That was a really fun topic to discuss today. If you do want to check out the guided journal, that's stephencanyon.com or just send a text or and, and or, send a text to 844-844-0049. And a workshop is in the works of planning yes. for Dallas, Texas, yes. coming up around the 1st of October, and we will give you more of the details in days to come. Start speaking at KB's. Yeah. Let's all manifest it will be this. There. Sure. <laughs> I love it. Sending out much light and love to all you KB's mm. all around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.